the gospel is Christ in me, Christ in me. Once again, blessed, blessed, blessed Sunday morning. Amen. Are there some God lovers in the house this morning? Are there some word lovers in the house this morning? Amen. 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 You know what? If you are serious with God, God is very serious with you. If you are not serious with God, can you complete it? God is still serious with you. Amen. 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 That is our God. Amen. Amen. Those of you watching us online, I want to say what Jesus said to Martha. Martha, Martha, you are worried and upset about many things. But how many things are needed? Only one thing is needed, that we sit at his feet and study his word. So I want to encourage you, no matter what your situation is, what you're going through, stop worrying, lay it aside. Pick up your pen, pick up your Bible, pick up your notebook. God has something good to learn. God wants us to learn something good today. Amen, amen. So tighten your seat belts and let's start. See, the Bible says in the book of Romans chapter 4 and verse 17, it literally says this. Hear me carefully. It literally says, this is what the scriptures mean when God told Abraham, I have made you the father of many nations. The Bible says, this is what the scriptures mean when God told Abraham, I have made you the father of many nations. What did it mean? It means, this, it says, the scripture continues, it means this happened not because Abraham just believed God. The Bible says this happened because Abraham believed in the God who gives life to the dead. It does not say that just Abraham believed in God. The Bible says it, this happened because Abraham believed in the God who gives life to the dead and calls those things which do not exist as though they exist. You see, most of us believe God. We have no problem believing in God. My question to you this morning is, but do you believe in the God who gives life to the dead? I want to give you an opportunity to say, I believe. believe. Do you believe in the God who gives life to your dead business? Do you believe in the God who gives life to your dead organs? Do you believe in the God who gives life to your dead marriage? 
Do you believe in the God who gives life to your dead dreams? Do you believe in the God who gives life to your lost dead days? Do you believe in the God who can go back to your past, heal your yesterday, secure your today and anchor your tomorrow? Do you believe in the God who raises the dead? Amen. I believe that you believe. I believe that I believe. God knew that Abraham believed too. And do you know how Abraham believed? The Bible says, who against hope believed in hope. That he might become the father of many nations according to that which was spoken. What was spoken? So shall thy seed be. So shall thy seed be. And it continues so beautifully. It says, and being not weak in faith, Abraham considered not his own body now dead when when he was about an hundred years old neither yet the deadness of Sarah's womb he staggered not at the promise of God through unbelief but was strong in faith how giving glory to God and being fully persuaded being fully convinced that what he had promised who is able to perform he is more than able to perform. Church, I'm not saying this out of my own words. This is what the scripture says. Let us read it for ourselves. Romans chapter 4 and verse 17 onwards. That is what the scriptures mean when God told him, Abraham, I have made you the father of many nations. This happened because Abraham believed in the God who gives life to the dead and calls those things which do not exist as though they did. Who against hope believed in hope that he might become the father of many nations according to that which was spoken. So shall thy seed be. Please park that word, so shall thy seed be in your mind. Okay, next. And being not weak in faith, he considered not his own body now dead when he was about an hundred years old. Neither yet the deadness of Sarah's womb. He staggered not at the promise of God through unbelief, but was strong in faith, giving glory to God and being fully persuaded that what he had promised, he was able also to perform. Amen. Amen. This is how the father of faith ended. This is how our faith hero, one of the heroes of faith, pioneer heroes of faith, Abraham, ended. But church, do you know how he started? When did God give his promise to Abraham? We keep, when did God pronounce the blessing to Abraham? We keep acknowledging the blessing of Abraham week after week. 
And where does it come? It comes in Genesis chapter 12 verse 2. I will make you a great nation. I will bless you. I will make your name great. What was Abraham's age when God gave the promise? What was Abraham's age? Let's read. Genesis chapter 12 verse 1. We'll start from there. Promises to Abram. Now the Lord had said to Abram, Get out of your country from your family and from your father's house to a land that I will show you. I will make you a great nation. I will bless you and make your name great and you shall be a blessing. I will bless those who bless you and I will curse him who curses you. And in you, all the families of the earth, all the nations of the earth shall be blessed. So Abram departed as the Lord had spoken to him and Lot went with him. And Abram was 70 and five years old when he departed from Haran. He was 70 and five years old when God gave the promise. But when did Abraham receive his promise? When he was 100 years old. So does that mean if God has promised you something, it will take 25 years for the promise to come to pass? Does that mean that? Certainly not. God's word is not slow. The Bible says in Hebrews chapter 4 and verse 12, the word of God is quick. The word of God is active. The word of God is sharper than any double-edged sword, piercing even to the dividing ascender of the soul and the spirit and of the bones and the marrows and is a discerner of the thoughts and the intentions of the heart. There is no place that the word cannot go. The word goes. It is sharper. The word of God is quick. It can never be slow. But then why did it take 25 years for God's word to come to pass in Abraham's life? That's what we are going to find out this morning. And the reason we are going to find out this morning why it got delayed is so that it will not get delayed in your life. Amen. God's promise will never get delayed in your life the moment we study this. Amen. Amen. So let's see what happened. We clearly saw that God made known his will. God gave his promise very clearly in Genesis chapter 12. We clearly saw the promise through you, all the families of the earth. When God said all families of the earth, God wanted Abram to know, Abram, your family tree will continue. Your family tree will continue forever. Through you, all the nations of the earth shall be blessed. And we saw in Genesis chapter 12 and verse 4, he was 70 and 5 years old when he departed from Haran and Lot went with him. So as he traveled through the land, from verse 4, as he traveled through the land, in verse 7, just two verses later, God again appeared to Abram and God said another word related to his promise. What did God say? Genesis chapter 12 and verse 7. And the Lord appeared unto Abram and said, Unto thy seed will I give this land. 
God is again making known unto thy seed. That means Abram, you will have your own children. It will be your seed, Abram. Be very clear on that. God is making his promise very clear in Genesis chapter 12 itself. And there builded he an altar unto the Lord who appeared unto him. So there he built an altar. That means Abraham believed. Abraham believed. He left his father's house. He started traveling. God again appeared to him and he said, unto thy seed. Unto thy seed. Okay, keep that word in mind. Next, let's continue. Next chapter, Genesis chapter 13. Let's see what it says. And the Lord, now in chapter 12, Lot went with him. In chapter 13, Lot gets separated from Abram. When Lot gets separated from Abram, Lot again appears to Abram. And this is what God said. And the Lord said to Abram, after Lot had separated from him, lift your eyes now. And look from the place where you are, northward, look northward, southward, eastward, and westward. For all the land which thou seest, to thee will I give it, and to thy seed forever. Can you see? And to thy seed forever. And I will make thy seed how? As the dust of the earth. So that if a man can number the dust of the earth, only then shall thy seed also be numbered. God is declaring his promise again. And this time it comes with more detail. And to thy seed will I give this land, and I will make thy seed as the dust of the earth, and only if they are able to number the dust of the earth, only then will they be able to number thy seed, thy seed, thy seed, thy seed. God is making known his will. God is making known his promise. God is making known his word. God is making known his desire for Abram very clearly. Genesis chapter 12, we saw Genesis chapter 13. And again in Genesis chapter 15, God appears to Abram with an excited voice in a vision. You know what God said? God appeared to Abram in a vision. And this is what God said. Fear not, Abram. I am thy shield and your exceeding great reward. Such excitement with the voice of love. The words of love came to Abram in Genesis chapter 15. But do you know to that voice of love how Abram responded? Do you know how he responded? Oh, I was shocked to see that. Let's read it. Genesis chapter 15 verse 1. After these things, the word of the Lord came into Abram in a vision, saying, Fear not, Abram, I am thy shield and thy exceeding great reward. To these words of love, Abram is now responding. You should pay attention. See what Abram responded. And Abram said, Lord God, what will thou give me? To that voice of love, to that God who made known his promise, to the God who made known his will, his desire for Abram. Now to that voice, Abram is saying, God, what will you give me? Seeing I go childless. 
seeing I go childless. And the steward of my house is this Eliezer of Damascus. And see the next verse. And Abram said, behold, to me you have given no seed. Who has given him no seed? He's telling. He's blaming God. To me, you have given no seed. But God is the one who is telling you, thy seed, thy seed, thy seed, Abraham. From Genesis chapter 12, God is making known his will very clearly. To thy seed will I give. And here, Abraham is saying, seeing I go childless. Watch this. Abraham is not saying what God said to him. Abram is not saying what God said to Abram. From these two statements, seeing I go childless, to me you have given no seed. What can God fulfill from these two statements? What can God fulfill? He is not saying what God is saying. And you know what? God out of his love corrects him. God corrects him. God tells him clearly again. If God would have not corrected, really enemy would have just robbed his future. And after this, you know what Abram starts to do after complaining that, after complaining that to me you have given no seed. You know what God says? Chapter 15 verse 4, and behold, the word of the Lord came to him saying, you know why God told this? Because Abram started giving options to God. After complaining to God, Abram starts to give options to God. Options for what? Options to God on how his word can come true in his life through the son of his servant. He's giving a plan to God. God, what will you give me? I will tell you how your word can come to pass in my life. <laughs> I will tell you how your word can come to pass in my life. There is a son of my servant in my house. Through him, maybe your word can come to pass. He's giving options to God. And God out of mercy, God is correcting him. God is telling him, and behold, the word of the Lord came to him saying, this one shall not be your heir, but one who will come from your own body shall be your heir. He makes it very clear, it will be out of your own bowels. It shall be out of your own body. He shall be your heir. God makes it very clear. And after making this clear, you know what God does again? Look at the God of love. He's saying, Abraham, come out, come out, come out. Come out, Abraham. Lift up your head. Lift up your head, Abraham. Let's see what God said. And he brought him outside and said, Look now toward heaven and count the stars if you are able to number them. And he said to him, so shall thy seed be. And he believed in the Lord and he counted it to him for righteousness. Church, the Bible says Abram believed in the Lord and it was counted to him for righteousness. Chapter 12. Abram believed. He left his father's house. He built an altar. 
Again in Genesis 15, the word is making it clear that Abraham believed. And God is being very clear from chapter 12 and chapter 13. Now in chapter 15, he's getting very direct. He's getting very graphic in emphasizing how, how and what his will is for Abram. He's very clear. So shall thy seed be as the dust of the earth. Now so shall thy seed be as the stars in the sky. He's going on making his will known to Abram and keeping on declaring his promise. Now till Genesis 15, 12, 13, 14, 15, we are only seeing the dialogues of Abram. What about his wife? What is she saying? Let's find out. Genesis chapter 16. Sarah, Sarai comes into picture. See what Sarai is saying now. Now Sarai, Abram's wife, had borne him no children. And she had an Egyptian maidservant whose name was Hagar. So Sarai said to Abraham, Oh God, you know what Sarai said to Abram? See this. See now, the Lord has restrained me from bearing children. Who is restraining who? She's now again, Sarai is not speaking what God said either. She is saying, see, the Lord, God has restrained me. From bearing children. He's talking about the God whose to-do list is you. She's talking about God who's mindful of you. Which means he, she's talking about a God whose mind is full of you. She's talking about the God who is not behind the famine but who's behind the supply. She's telling to God, see, the Lord has restrained me from bearing. Why is it, see, how the enemy has trained us to think? Tsunami comes. I don't know why God allowed this. Earthquake comes. Who can stand against God? If God is not protecting, who can protect? Some discovery is found and comes in the newspaper. Look at man. Oh, you put him in any situation, he always comes out with an answer. Look at the creativity of Google and Apple. But when calamity strikes, when something, when a tragedy strikes, why God? See the enemy, how he has distorted the image of God in our life. When the Bible is clear, all perfect and good gifts comes from him. Amen. Only good things come from God. But the enemy has trained us to think and so is Sarai, so is Abram. They are not saying what God said to them. And then she presents her plan. You know how she presents her plan? In KJV, it says, this is NKJV. In KJV, it says, I pray. Sarah is telling to Abram, I pray thee. She's praying to Abram. Please go into my maid. Perhaps I shall obtain children by her. And Abram heeded 
the voice of Sarai. See, God was not leading Abram through Sarai. God was leading Abram directly himself. Face to face. Word to word, direct conversation with Abram. Abraham believed in chapter 15. God made known his promise. This shall not be your hair. It shall be out of your own body. In chapter 16, after doing, knowing and hearing all this, the Bible says, and Abram heeded the voice of Sarai. And when Ishmael was born, through Hagar, the maidservant, the Egyptian maidservant, do you know what was Abram's age? Let's see, 99? Okay, let's see what was Abram's age when Hagar bore Ishmael. Abram was 86 years old when Hagar bore Ishmael to Abram. God's plan does not get delayed because he wants to delay. God's plan gets delayed because of our plans. 